Chinese health authorities are still working to identify the virus behind a pneumonia outbreak in the central city of Wuhan. A mysterious new virus. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. This is a rapidly emerging situation where there is not a cause for alarm. January 21st, 2020. First case of a new potentially deadly virus has been confirmed in the United States and it's right in our own backyard. January 31st. Now, a short time ago, the World Health Organization declared the outbreak an international public health emergency. We now have a name for the disease, COVID-19. I have today declared that the coronavirus presents a public health emergency in the United States. Then, in mid-March, we have therefore made the assessment that COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. I'm Scott Van Pelt here at ESPN. This, this astounding and unprecedented story continues to evolve. Major news in the sports world, that is that the NBA is suspending its season until further notice. Thursday, March 12th. Breaking news continuing here on CBS Sports. The NBA was the first domino to fall. The NHL likely will not be the last, but the NHL just announcing that they are pausing the season due to the coronavirus. Continue to follow uh, breaking news here on CBS Sports. The latest report now moving on to the next sport that Major League Baseball will in fact suspend all operations indefinitely. The NCAA came out within the last hour and a half canceling the men's and women's college basketball tournaments. There will be no March Madness in 2020. And Friday the 13th. Our top story this morning, amid the coronavirus outbreak, the WIAA state tournament for boys and girls is canceled. I am officially declaring a national emergency. And we begin with breaking news starting on Wednesday, March 18th, all Wisconsin tools will be required to close. Coronavirus continues to hit the sports world. Two big Georgia-based events now postponed, including NASCAR races at AMS. This is one of the weirdest days, not only in racing history, but in sports and, and certainly the world. Really is very strange times we're living in. All of us have to recognize for the next several weeks, normal is not in our game plan. More than three billion people in almost 70 countries and territories have been asked to stay at home. You must stay at home. We're asking everyone to work at home if possible, postpone unnecessary travel. We face this unprecedented challenge. 2020 will be the toughest year of our lives. Two and a half months. That's it. That's all it took to change our world as we know it. Our economy, the way we socialize, our entire way of life may never be the same. Two months ago, a virus killing about 100,000 people in America hit us, and since then, lots has happened. I, Joseph Donovan, and Maddie Donovan will be tackling the specific impact canceling sports has had on our economy. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning and take a look at the NBA. With concerns about the coronavirus outbreak, the Golden State Warriors revealed that they would be holding a game against the Brooklyn Nets with no fans at the Chase Center in San Francisco. The league's owners met via conference call to discuss what the future would look like, and soon after, they announced all games would proceed without fans. Even if games were still played without fans, the NBA would take a huge financial hit. No fans meant no gate or concession revenue. That would cost the league tens of millions of dollars and could trickle down to the players, team employees, and arena workers. There's approximately 1,500 employees that work in these arenas. That's a lot of people without jobs. 
Yeah, I read something by Tom Haberstroh, the NBA insider for NBC News, and he wrote, On Wednesday, the NBA discussed with the Board of Governors the plan going forward in case the situation escalated, deciding whether to play in empty arenas or go on a temporary hiatus. Leading up to that meeting, I spoke with one of the governors about the possibility of playing in empty arenas for the rest of the season in light of the Warriors' announcement. Then the longtime executive downplayed that likelihood. We will move games to neutral courts in Idaho where there aren't any cases before we went to a nuclear option. The high-ranking team official said, but he wasn't authorized by the league to speak publicly on the issue. Obviously, things have changed. As a rule of thumb, the source said the NBA makes on average of $1.2 million in gate revenue per regular season game and $2 million for each playoff game. With 259 of 1,230 regular season games remaining, that means roughly $300 million of ticket revenue lost if fans couldn't purchase tickets. Over the past decade, on average, there have been 83 playoff games in each postseason, which would lead to another loss of about $166 million. That's nearly $500 million in estimated lost ticket revenue if the NBA doesn't allow fans to attend the full slate of games. But according to sources around the league, crowds were already dwindling with some teams seeing 60% of the normal capacity on Monday's games. Jeez, that's a lot of numbers. I think it's about time for a commercial break. If you want to hear about Tiger King, which had 34 million U.S. viewers in the first 10 days, then go listen to Nora and Molly's podcast. They also talk about what it's like to own a tiger. really sure here folks we're going to get some information for you as soon as we can find out but clearly game right now is a little bit of a delay the nba continued to play in march as cases in the united states were just starting to emerge however no players had been affected at the time therefore they continued to play as normal marginal analysis however came into play once this had changed once players were affected by the disease, they decided it wasn't worth taking the risk of others being infected. Now that guy's not here tonight, uh, Rudy Gobert. He's out with an illness. So that right before the, the Thunder dynamic. Jazz game, Rudy Gobert, a member of the Utah Jazz, was one of the first players to test positive for the coronavirus. Both head coaches have gone back, and you see the teams heading back to the locker room. Both teams were sent to their locker rooms to be tested. As soon as another player tested positive, it was clear to Adam Silver. Oh, the NBA commissioner? Yeah. It was clear to him to suspend the NBA season indefinitely. Yeah, that's also a perfect example of opportunity costs and trade-offs. Yeah, it was more beneficial to postpone their games. They had a liability to not only protect their fans, but also the players and staff. So you're saying there was really no efficient way to handle the issue without losing too much money? Yeah, either they carry out the games like normal and thousands of people get sick, or they stop the games to protect everyone, but they lose a lot of money. Yeah, this leaves the NBA with an even bigger hit, I bet. Not only do they not have concession and gate revenue, but now they don't even get money from the broadcasting. On top of that, I mean, the playoffs were coming up within the next couple of months, which creates a lot of revenue for the NBA each year. Uh, I read Victor Matheson, a sports economist and president of the North American Association of Sports Economics, say that the $8 billion NBA franchise is a fraction of a $20 trillion national economy. But it's a sector of the economy that gets a lot of eyeballs. So when sports go haywire, people take notice. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those times where you remember exactly where you were when you heard the news. 
Exactly, yeah. It's not every day that an entire season gets suspended, and it didn't stop with the NBA. It was one sport after another. First it was the NBA, then it was NHL, NCAA March Madness, PGA Tour, NASCAR, MLB, the list goes on and on. I mean, it's not every day you see the full seasons of sports being canceled. Uh, ESPN is a successful sports broadcasting business that broadcasts these sports. And with the scarcity of sports being played now, they aren't able to broadcast live sports. To handle this, they aired reruns of previous games before the virus and even broadcasted live beanbag toss. You mean cornhole? See, exactly. No one knows what it is. I mean, look at UFC. There is such a high demand for good sports entertainment that they still held fights, just with no fans. They were held in Florida, where the regulations were somewhat looser than other places. They broadcasted the fights, and a lot of people watched them. Unlike ESPN, it's a pay-per-view broadcast, so they make money from those who pay to watch. I mean, if you have a ghost game, think about all the damage that could be done. Oh, yeah, there was a ghost game in Boston during the 2015 MLB season. The Orioles were playing the White Sox in Boston in April. This was the first crowdless game in the MLB due to civil unrest in the city. There were no fans, almost no employees, only players, coaches, and a few cameramen. Yeah, so if they choose to do this now, they wouldn't need arena employees. And if the employees and other personnel aren't working, they aren't getting any income. They have less money to buy other things and go out. And if they aren't spending their money elsewhere like other businesses, it completely disrupts the circular flow market. Also, I know a lot of people enjoy going to bars with friends to watch games and many other small businesses around them on game days. That reminds me, this is the perfect time for our next commercial break. If you want to learn about the effects of corona on small businesses, listen to Grace Garvin and Daisy Satran's podcast. They talk about the toll it took on the economy and what businesses can do to stay open while following the restrictions. Okay, we're back. It's obvious that the need to distance yourself from others because of this virus has negatively affected sports immensely. We can see how the economics of sports has been impacted in the past couple months. Organizations have had to make decisions that still make them money, yet address this pandemic to protect everyone involved. Unfortunately, this leaves many without jobs and without sports. This also brings the market down. Sports accounts for a lot of the market. Therefore, it has a huge role in our country's economy. I totally agree, though I'd like to leave our listeners with another very interesting quote from Matheson that covers how this not only affects the players and fans, but importantly the employees involved in making these games happen. Mark Cuban is not going to be forced to eat ramen for the next two months, and LeBron James is going to be able to pay his rent. This podcast has been brought to you by the Whitefish Bay High School Econ Class Broadcast. I'm Maddie Donovan. And I'm Joseph Donovan. Thank you for listening.